The New York Stock Exchange traces its roots to that historic day. Of course, as the market flourished, it wasn't long before those once trusting brokers entered into skirmishes against each other. Their fights, however, were a bit more civilized than those that took place there between the Dutch and the British. The ensuing battles along Wall Street involved more slick financial skills than weapons, although Jim Fisk, stock manipulator extraordinaire and major player in the infamous Gold Corner of 1869, was shot to death by a jealous rival. Both men were courting the same woman. The financial skullduggery of Fisk and his cronies like Daniel Drew, see Part 6, Lessons from Notorious Characters, were important to Wall Street, as they actually served as catalysts for stock exchange reform. They were operating in the mid-1800s when railroads ruled the country, both powering economic development and controlling the flow of goods. The first railroad stock was listed in 1830, when there were only 73 miles of track. Ten years later, there would be 3,328 miles of track, and 13 railroad stocks listed, providing ample opportunity for manipulating prices and stock watering. One result, in 1866, the New York Stock Exchange began requiring companies to provide financial reports to help prevent deceptive practices. Other major reforms also followed scandal or financial disaster. As a result of the 1907 panic, see Frank Vandelip, the Federal Reserve System was established in 1913. After the 1929 crash, see Edwin Lefebvre, the Securities Exchange Commission was established in 1934. After the 1987 crash, see George Soros, the SEC instituted measures to control the extreme price movement that resulted from the growth of computer-generated trades. Since the mid-1800s, technical innovations have helped modernize the various exchanges. In 1844, the telegraph was invented, paving the way for brokers to operate effectively in every American city. They could receive timely news for making decisions and were able to execute trades immediately. In 1867, the first practical ticker was introduced, which also aided the dissemination of information in real time. These technological innovations made the stock exchanges more accessible to the population. By the early 1900s, the stock market was a pop phenomenon, with songs such as Bulls and Bears, March and Two-Step hitting the street circa 1901, and with stock market cigars being manufactured by an Ohio company circa 1903. American culture and the stock market became intertwined forever a subject tackled by Robert Practor, whose essay Elvis, Frankenstein, and Andy Warhol appears in Part 4. One of the results of the rising popularity of the stock market in the early 1900s was rampant speculation by the small investor. Meanwhile, a new school of thought was formulating in the mind of one Benjamin Graham, who began his Wall Street career in 1914 and quickly recognized the need to cut through all this speculative nonsense that had taken hold of America. In his memoirs, Graham recalled that a burgeoning financial service industry, which included pioneers John Moody and Roger W. Babson, was providing huge quantities of information ripe for analysis. But in 1914, Graham wrote, this mass of financial information was largely going to waste in the area of common stock analysis. The figures were not ignored, but they were studied superficially and with little interest. To a large degree, therefore, I found Wall Street virgin territory for examination by a genuine, penetrating analysis of security values. The ultimate result was his seminal 1934 book, Security Analysis, co-authored by David Dodd, 
which is now regarded as the investor's Bible. Graham sought to discover the true value of a company and return expectations through diligent analysis, not through inside information, rumors, tips, and flights of fancy. The importance of securities analysis cannot be ignored or treated lightly, which is why the Book of Investing Wisdom begins with the nuts and bolts of analysis, and who better to lead off the section than Warren Buffett, who worked and studied under Graham. As with the prior two collections in this series, the Book of Business Wisdom and the Book of Leadership Wisdom, this anthology is organized into eight thematic parts to address different aspects of investing and to provide insight into the various nuances of the exchanges. Each section is introduced with a few lines to summarize its purpose and to pull out some of the dominant themes. For example, Part 2 focuses on the attitude the investor needs to bring to the table, and one of the themes is skepticism. John Bogle found